You're killing me waving that hanger around. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Reading with Celebrities. I'm Lindsay. I'm Tiffany. And today is our discussion on Seven Days in June, our first Reese's Book Club. Yeah. Yeah. Excited. It happened fast already. It did. Real quick, some business. Um, We forgot last week was Banned Books Week. We did. We did. So I just want to mention one thing about it, because you can go back and listen to our other one, because we touched about our feelings pretty in depth on that one but did you know brown bear brown bear what do you see was on a banned books list i did not know that do you want to take a guess as to why think the stupidest thing you can think of i hope it's not because he's brown i mean no it's because the author's name is too similar to another author that wrote a book on marxism I'm sorry, what? <laughs> that was my reaction, too. Because I saw it, and I was like, why is this here? So they didn't like the author that wrote about th- this other book. And so because Brown Bear has a similar, the author has a similar name. Yeah, it was, like, it was like Bill Martin and Bill Martin Jr. <laughs> so listen, I'm telling you, if I was at the library trying to get that book, for a toddler and I was like all I remember is the author's name is Bill Martin something and I typed that in and I saw brown bear brown bear and then a book on Marxism I wouldn't be like oh that's gotta be it that's what I'm reading to my toddler I I would also be like oh this guy has a junior in his name and this guy doesn't they're the same like I we're losing our damn minds. Mm-hmm. I don't like people. No. People are dumb. People are finding any reason. It's right to... up there with the nudity in Mouse, where they're animals. Well, that's why you scared me when I was like, it cannot be because of the <laughs> color of this bear, I swear to God. Because <laughs> I would not be surprised. No. If somebody... I just okay. Anyways, so we people, can continue our discussion. Yeah, people are the worst. Yeah. I just okay. I I really wanted you to know that. Like was like some mom upset when she searched his name and that other book came up and was like, oh, absolutely not. I that's the thing. I have no idea because sometimes you look at it and again, like we've said, you look at it and you're like okay, this this shouldn't be in an elementary school. They shouldn't be in a middle school. They're not old enough for it yet. Mm-hmm. And then you see things like that, and you're just like, you've got to be an idiot. Like, the person who put that complaint in has to be an idiot, right? And also, I feel like the Brown Bear book is probably more popular, so it's probably the first book you see. Yes. Like, it is a well-known children's book. And... Uh, so you'd have like, to I'm sorry, even if he wrote both, even if he wrote both, like they're going to be in a big surprise when they realize there's a lot of children's authors that have strong views one way or another. Because they're people. Well, then, 
Request that book to be banned if you don't like it. I just I don't. Brown bear. I don't. <laughs> you leave you brown bear out of this. Like, that's just rude. Oh, but God. yeah. Okay. Well. Well, back to our discussion on Seven Days in Church. <laughs> Which is not a banned book, hopefully. <laughs> that we know of yet. Yeah. yeah. They're gonna ban it because the month of June has more than seven days. <laughs> And they don't want people to get confused. They don't want people to get confused about that. <sighs> well, it's funny that we're doing this because right, like, right as I was setting up, I almost creeped on Goodreads to see what your rating is. And then I was like, maybe she didn't even put a rating. I did. You did? Well, I didn't see it. Oh. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I finished it yesterday. Very nice. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm really lacking. I did not write a bio or a summary for this because I just realized that I didn't do that. No, I think it's fine. We can always do like a bio of the author next week if we want. Yeah. I think just us discussing the book gives a pretty good synopsis of what it's about. Mm-hmm. Um, like just a quick overview. Um, there is an author named Eva Mercy. And she writes, like, vampire erotica type novels. <laughs> um, and she's very popular in that realm. I think she's, her her 15th installment of that book is, like, due soon. Like, that's where we're starting in this book. Um, and she gets really bad migraines. Like, you feel her pain. She has a daughter. And she goes to a... This is kind of where the seven days starts, but she goes to a um, speaking engagement and another famous author shows up. His name is Shane, Shane Hall, and he doesn't usually come to these kind of events. Most people don't know like what he looks like, but he's very popular. And then you realize there is something between them and the book takes place over seven days. But we also go back into the past 15 years before when their relationship started that lasted also seven days. And spoiler alert, it was seven days in June, both times. So that's kind of like a quick synopsis and like we learn like what happened in those seven days 15 years ago and we kind of see this buildup of their relationship again over seven days. Yes. That's kind of like a quick little synopsis of it. Um, I will say it was not a bad start. No, 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 absolutely not. To Reese's Book Club. Um, I'm not a big fan of romance, and I wasn't yeah. completely upset. Not upset, but like yeah. didn't completely hate it. Yeah. So. No, I mean, and it was definitely not like the typical romance there was a lot of like angst and like mm-hmm. heartache in it and all of those things um with Eva um when she was younger we learned that like she moved around a lot with her mom her mom was the type of person that would try to find a rich man that would pay for like their apartment and help her get a job and stuff. So they were constantly moving. Um, And so that was like really hard on Eva. 
her name then was Jean-Bièvre. Mm-hmm. That's how I pronounced it. Is that no? That's how that's how she yeah she spells out the pronunciation in the yeah. book. It's not Genevieve. It's I know because that's how Jean- I read it at first, and when she said, it, I was like, okay, Jean-Bièvre. Okay, yeah, got it. Um, so she's starting at a new school, and um, she sees like a loner type boy sitting on the bleachers, like reading a book. And so she just basically goes over to him and is like, you want to be friends? (laughs) (laughs) They're both very just like outcast types. And basically for the next seven days, they spend their time together at like this house of his friend that her parents are never there. So she like lets him stay at this house. It's like her her wealthy friend he's her yeah. dealer essentially yeah like it. and so for seven days what are they like 15 and, or 17 ish mm-hmm. yeah 17 at this time um and so they kind of just have like a little rendezvous for seven days it's pretty intense um at that point you kind of learn with her like she cuts herself she's has like a depression um he tries to give her some pain meds and stuff to help it. So you kind of start learning that about her. Um, and then basically on the seventh day, uh, she um, overdoses on a drug and he calls her mom because he doesn't know what to do. And by the time she wakes up, he's gone. Mm-hmm. And so she always thought that he left her all these things. And so 15 years later, um, he walks back into her life. I think it's also worth noting that as her her mom's looks sort of faded, the men that she would go after got seedier and seedier and grosser oh, yeah. and grosser. And like they would even hit on her and stuff. Yeah, there's a scene where it's like he essentially goes to like grope her and all that and she fights back and so she definitely has a lot of trauma in her life. And she also touches on the, like her, the women in her family's history about how, where they came from, how they were kind of seen as not necessarily witches, but of having some mental illnesses as well that weren't understood. And Yeah. And her, like her ancestors that came from like Louisiana and stuff. <laughs> so you start to learn more about that. Um, But she's kind of hidden her past to her daughter. Like, her daughter thinks that her grandmother and her great-grandmother were these, like, amazing women that did all these amazing things, when in reality, there was definitely some ups and downs with it. And then um, Shane, his backstory is essentially he, he was an orphan, and so he was in foster homes, and he found one that he thought he was staying in. Like he loved the parents, they treated him so well, and then he had he had broken his arm, correct? Yes, he had yeah. broken his arm when mm-hmm. he was twelve-ish. I'm trying to recall. I read this in August, so I'm trying to recall what. Mm-hmm. Um, and the foster mother was in the car driving him to the hospital when they got into a wreck, and she passed away. And then the the foster dad always blamed blamed um blamed him for it and basically said if you hadn't broken your arm she wouldn't have been in that car driving you to the hospital so yeah he was out after that he became very like angry and aggressive and i mean obviously emotional the way he 
with his background and growing up. Um, and then in present day, he's really worked to get past that, to get sober. And now he's also a famous author and he, like his passion is mentoring and teaching. Um, yeah, what's yeah, the word? Yeah. Underprivileged like youths and going to high schools and trying to help them be mm-hmm. better. Yeah. And like with his broken arm, like to help with that pain, he just like keeps rebreaking that arm, like on purpose. Yes. Like he gets Ow. in fights. Yeah. Like he gets <gasps> in fights to break his arm again, like to feel that pain. Like that was his big like crutch is that. So you you definitely felt like both of them both had like just these like troubled past. Yes. That were like so sad. And like the way that she would describe her migraines, I was like, there is no way I could handle that. No. Like those, I think I've had one migraine in my entire life and I don't even think it came close to the type of pain that she described. There, I've gotten them a few times before. I can't imagine getting them regularly. Yeah. This is just how horrible they are. Yeah. Um, so... They're at this speaking engagement. They finally see each other. Um, he realizes that he needs to tell her like what happened that day. She's definitely still angry at him. Um, but they go meet up, have like, they're gonna go have, I think lunch, either lunch or breakfast or something. Um, but yeah, it's it takes them both a while to like, like the love is definitely still there between them and you can like feel it in the way the author writes like there's just still that tension especially when you start going back into the past of like what those seven days felt like for them um but yeah they kind of basically rekindle their little romance in these seven days but it's a lot of like heartache at the same time like they both think that they're not good for each other because they're both still in so much pain. Um, like Shane talks about like to help his sobriety, he's actually become addicted to like running. Yes. He yeah. replaced one addiction with another yeah, essentially, exactly. which yeah. is pretty common. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then with her, like she's struggling with like trying to write this next book. She's still having these like terrible migraines and then she's ha- she has her 12-year-old daughter who's basically like a... She is everything <laughs> I hate about Gen Z. <laughs> but it's so funny. But she was the funniest character to me. She was such a great character because she psycho- like analyzes everything and is like everybody's like psychiatrist. <laughs> like She's like, tell me your problems, I can fix them. <laughs> and she's 12. Yes. Literally 12. Um, but they, like, again... For this book, like, it, it's literally just seven days. But they are a long seven days. Yes. You feel, like, their passion. You feel their love. But then you just feel, like, their heartache. And, like, one of the saddest things is, like, they both finally think, like, okay, I think we can make this work. I think. And the other thing is, like, they both have these fan bases where everybody realizes, like, the character that he writes about is based off of Eva Mm-hmm. And then Sebastian, her character in her erotic vampire books, is him. And, and that so she's like, the other character. Like, she's the yeah. G. Yeah. And they, like, the Facebook fan pages are, like, jumping all over this. They're, like, the Auburn eyes. <laughs> like, yeah. 
It's so good. But they're like, they finally are like, okay, I think we can make this work. He meets her daughter. Her daughter loves him. Like, all these things are happening. Um, But like Lindsay mentioned earlier, he's also, like, tries to help other teenagers that have, like, problems and stuff. And so one of them is a boy named Ty that you kind of meet at the beginning. And he's like... You're so you're so rooting for him. Oh my god, I just knew something bad was gonna happen. Well, yeah, which is unfortunate. But like before he um, goes to New York, this is where he's at. He's at this school. He's like, I need to talk to Ty one more time before I leave. He's like Ty, because Ty is the type that always starts fights too with people. He just wants to start fight, and so he kind of he tries to get him to like have like this like mantra of like saying something over and over and over and his is like the solar system which is so cute um and so like throughout the book like he'll be texting Ty and seeing how things were but at some point um Ty kind of gets in trouble like he's like oh hey my sister's boyfriend has this like rapping like this music studio that I'm going to start rapping in it costs two hundred dollars and Shane's like, I don't think you should go. And he's like, no, no, this is my way out, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think at some point Ty does realize, like, I probably made a mistake. So he's calling Shane, but Shane's not answering because um, he's happy with Eva. Like, he's having this, like, fantastic, like, love affair right now with Eva. Like, everything's right with the world. So he ignores all these phone calls, and he's supposed to meet – Eva and her daughter, Audrey, right? Yeah, for this, like, their annual brunch like before... Brunch. Well, I pronounced it Audrey. I thought it rhymed with Dr. Dre. But I didn't look it up to see. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but that morning, he gets a phone call that says that Ty was shot multiple times and is currently in bad condition. He's He has no family, so... Um, Shane flies there without even, like, thinking, doesn't call Eva, doesn't even think to, like, call her, because well, everything happened so fast. Ty's family is his sister, whose well, seedy yeah. boyfriend was the one that lured him to go get robbed and shot, so. Yeah. Um, so, of course, Eva is once again in that place that happened 15 years ago of, like, he left me again, this was all too much for him. Um, I knew it was all too good to be true. Like, all of these things. Like, again, you're just back to that, like, the communication just wasn't there. And that drives, um, that's what drives me insane in romance novels, where I'm like, like nobody just can... pick up the phone. Just pick up the phone. Yeah. And just we send also, a text. Send a text. Yeah. Hey, we kinda, can't yeah. make it. Something came, like, an emergency came up. We'll yeah. tell you later. Yeah. And we also learned what happened 15 years ago when he left, um, it was actually her mom that told him to leave, um, that he was a bad person, that he did this to her. Um, and so she actually confronted her mom about this and was like, it wasn't him that did this. It was me. Um, but yeah, she finally realized like the truth that he didn't really leave her. Um, and by the time he got out of jail, like she was already on her way becoming a famous author. Um, and can we also talk about Cece, her, like, is it her publicist? Oh, my, yeah, she was hilarious, too. <laughs> She's, she knows how to manifest anything and everything. 
if she needs two people to get together, she's like, all right, we're going to throw this party. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Like when she found out that there might be something going on between them, she threw this huge party at her house. And she was one of those people that like the party was like at 1 p.m. on Saturday and like texted everybody like that morning was like party at my house at one. Like that was her way of sending invites. But she kind of does the same thing here. Um, she lies to both of them. She's like, hey, I need you here for this speaking engagement to Shane. And she tells Eva it's a surprise birthday party for her husband. And they end up at a restaurant. Having this lovely, like, <laughs> dinner. them are kind of coming to realize that they're meant to be together. Yeah, that was the quickest, like, synopsis, like, I could come up with. But that's pretty much the gist of a, of this story. Yeah, I, you know, I found the, like, I think I would have liked to have known either more about the first time they met, like, that week, Mm -hmm. or about Eva's, like, grandmother and great-grandmother, because at the end, she does go to Louisiana to, like, write the book she wants to write, which is her history, her family family. history, and that just seemed so much more interesting than her meeting Shane and them just doing drugs all week. You know what I'm saying? Like, there, to me, there wasn't any, there wasn't a lot of story in that. Just, like, that could have been covered in a paragraph, honestly. I think, I think what I thought was, like, I didn't know if if it was believable, their romance. Like, because at 17, I was like, there was no love. Y'all were literally in a house for seven days doing drugs and just like I was like I didn't feel intense romance I think if there had been more about like her generational like trauma and issues and maybe like an ongoing theme of the men they loved going through I probably would have bought it a little bit more and I also just felt like it started I got so angry and this is a trope in romance novels that I hate where they're just like oh, we're so meant to be together, but we can't right now. Like, I hate that. (laughs) I hate that so much. Because then the whole thing was like, they were apart, but then he's like, I visited her in Louisiana. I was like, you could have done this while you're together. Like, Mm -hmm. you didn't need to be single doing this. Yeah. No, I I agree with that so much of like, because we know that they're supposed to be together. Like, this is what this book is about. But I, for me to believe that, I had to believe the 15 years before. Yeah, and it just wasn't really there. I didn't feel it. I felt like there was just so much more, like, I don't know, like, she was, at one point, she's locked herself in the bathroom because she's cutting herself, and he's just on the other side. And I was like, okay, he's there for her, but I was like, I didn't feel it as, like, a love thing. I, I just didn't feel this, like, intense like chemistry and connection that you want to feel like immediate where you're like okay if they don't get together soon this book is I don't know it's from yeah like in the present day it's so clear how they're meant to be together and there's like you could chemistry romance love between the two of them Mm -hmm. 
Whereas if you had just given me the 15 years ago story, I'd be like, these people are terrible for each other. Yes. That's, I think that's, they, should, they need to be separated. Yes. Because they're just leading each other down into a downward spiral. And as adults, they thought that way. They were like, we are terrible for each other. And I was like, no, these are the better versions of yourselves now. You're sober. You, y'all are both like living happy life. Like you're writing the best yeah. novels. Like this is when y'all are supposed to be together. Like... And so when they kept pushing each other away, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. I, I think I would have bought it more if they had a, a good friendship in the 15 years. Before, like, Yeah. Where it was them kind of uplifting like, each other in ways. Every every year in June, they met for a week. Yes. <laughs> like that buildup of like every year. But yeah, 15 years later to still have that same chemistry that I think we were supposed to believe that they had. I mean, I think I would have been okay if there was no 15 years before. And this was, like, the first time meeting. And it was just this immediate connection. Yeah, I would agree. Like, that that's why I was saying. Like, either the 15-year story needed to be fleshed out a lot more. Or if you are going to do Jumping Back in Time, it should have been. Yeah. I would even say you could have done Revealed Shane's history then as well. Mm-hmm. Showed yeah. what what made him like what shaped him, and then, um, you know, Eva's again generational trauma and themes throughout that one. But yeah, I just the fifteen year one or the you know the one in the past. It was just like I don't know. Like if I was friends with her, friends with him, I'd be like, you get you can't, you got to stop. <laughs> like. You can't be with yeah. this person. Yeah. But then, like, I really enjoyed the book itself. Like, like you said, I wish we, when she was in Louisiana, I was like, okay, we're finally, like, learning this, like, these little tidbits of her history. Like, because yeah. you kind of got little pieces of her mom throughout, like, especially when she was on the phone with her and stuff. But, like, I was like, I bet the book she's writing for her family's history is going to be fantastic. Like, I just, I loved that a lot um I mean again I liked the characters I thought Shane and Eva were great characters her daughter was hilarious like what did she get suspended for like what did she do um well there was the the fact that there was like the the snapchat oh <laughs> like that's what it was guru going around <laughs> That's what it was, that she had Snapchat. Oh, it was, there was the woman, the, the, the student teacher. that was, like, my mom and the English teacher yeah, having an affair. Yeah, and it got Snapchatted. Yes, that's fire. right. So, and so the headmistress of their school was like, you find me a new English teacher, and she won't be expelled. And so she was like, hey, uh, Shane, what's up? <laughs> Which, here is my question, here is what I did not like about that. Not, I thought the whole English teacher affair was hilarious. But... Yeah. <laughs> But the fact that they keep mentioning there's two weeks left of school, a week and a half left of school, and they were like, we need a new English teacher now. I'm like, you get a sub for those two weeks. Well, and then you use the summer. You use the summer to find a new English teacher. Well, and they didn't even use him. Like, he wasn't starting. He wasn't even there. there. He wasn't. I think she was just like, because the expulsion and getting ready for the new year, like, so he's like, find me an English teacher. But didn't she say, like, it has to be within the next week you need to find me this English teacher? Like, I was just like, just get a sub. I don't, yeah, I don't remember that. I just know that. But I, I was also, like, I also feel like it goes against Shane's whole thing of being like, I want to mentor 
than to our inner city kids. And here he is teaching now at this prep school. The rich, the rich folk. Yes. I was like, I don't get this. (laughs) I know it was, but I, as soon as she said that, I was like, well, we all know who she's going to ask. Yeah, really? (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, again, it was an enjoyable book. I, it was, it's already a greater start than Oprah's book club. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's already that. Um, I thought it was a quick read. Um, yeah, I thought it. I thought it got bogged down a little at the end. Like yeah, at this point, I was just like, "Come on, y'all!" Well, and especially when the no communication was happening. Yeah, when we how knew, hard is it to text? When we knew why he wasn't there because it was of Ty, and spoiler alert: Ty ends up dying. It's super sad. Whatever. Yeah, that was super sad. I was so mad about that. I was like, "Ugh," because um, he it, he finally even like learned how to nicely ask, ask a girl out and yeah. they got ice cream and you were like oh my god ty's doing it yeah and then he's not he's working <laughs> at the planetarium i know it was so cute and you just knew when he started talking about this like rapping this studio yeah. and i was like no no Ugh. yeah i was i was super bummed but again i think that's one of my like tropes that i hate in romance novels is no communication like yeah i agree it, book, it's like the same thing in horror horror like, like anything book, where you're like oh my god <laughs> like the whole like the old person who's always like don't go there after dark it's spooky and they're like well what do you mean he's like just listen i'm like no just tell them the animals come alive after you bury them just say it just, just put it out there if they me. don't believe you they don't believe you and they find out on their own or they believe you and they leave <laughs> But like, I guess then there wouldn't be a story. But like. And that's exactly the thing is like, if they would have communicated, everything would have been fine. There wouldn't have been this like, are they or are they not going to get together? Like, is she going to forgive him again? Like, <laughs> I get it. But it is one of the tropes I hate the most because I'm like, everything would be resolved if you would just send a text <laughs> or just answer your damn phone. Yeah. Like I get at one point you can't because you're in the on the plane. That's fine. Yeah, but like, you know, you're not, he's not talking to Ty's family as he's waiting to board. Exactly. He and to- if she's mad about not picking up his phone calls, I'm like, that's on you, girl. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and don't sit there. And I hate when the when the texts or the messages are like, please pick up. I can explain. Please. I love you. Please pick up. And you're like, just text out. Just text out. An old student of mine was murdered. I'm going to see him. <laughs> you know why? Because I would read that and be like, you know what? Maybe I'll answer his call. <laughs> You know what? Maybe I was a little upset. Maybe I shouldn't have been up so upset because you're probably going through a rough time right now. I'm upset that I had to continue a tradition with my daughter that we've always had. <laughs> and I had to lie to her that you could not make it. Like the whole Ikea thing, like a furniture delivery for Ikea. And the daughter was straight up like, I know you're lying to me. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. I mean, I, I, there were parts where... I did like giggle out loud. Oh yeah. I thought that were really funny. I love the idea of her <laughs> where she's talking about being at that like the I can't remember what it was for, but she was like wearing that really tight leather dress. And she was like, I can't move, I can't walk. So she's just like penguining around. <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or like even just like when you go back to her like migraine and stuff, nobody knew about her migraine. She kept that always hidden. She'd always use the excuse like, "Oh, I need to go call my uh, daughter in the bathroom." And when they're at the Liddy's Awards, where 
she's not nominated for like best erotic novel or whatever. <laughs> she's sitting at a table with uh, the other uh, erotic novelists. Yeah, they're nominees. <laughs> yeah, the nominees, and she's like about to get up and she's about to use the excuse, "I need to call my daughter." And she's like, "You know what? Screw it!" Like. Y'all can know what really is wrong with me. Yeah. And she's like, y'all are blurry. I can't hear. I can't see. I'm about to pass out. Like, she finally explains, like, what she's doing. And I was like, and I think she finally felt like that weight lifted off. Because, like, I think once people know these things, like, they're also going to find ways to help accommodate you as well. Because there was, there was, like, like a, a solid friendship between the women at that table, like the authors yeah. at that table. Because yeah. they were like, we get nominated every year for the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, who wins, who wins. Like, we're, we're going to be back here in a year hanging out with each yeah, other. They're, so. they're like, the same lady wins every year. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, we're no, we know she's going to win again. Which she didn't. Of course, Eva won. <laughs> I did. I did love in the very beginning, like, when she first sees Shane at that Q&A, and in the background, there's just that one, like, rabid fan wearing the purple hat. And he's just like, yes, girl! And he's always there. He, yeah. Like, the, the fan. Um, I just also, like, that panel of the authors that were having, like, this discussion. That, that was hilarious. Khalil? Yes. Was like, he's so annoying, but in, like, the best way. And I loved how, how everybody else was just like, oh, my God, he's talking again. <laughs> Yeah, like every time Khalil would show up, you're like, oh, shit, <laughs> this guy. Especially because it was always funny how he was like, nobody respects, you know, our, bl- my, our black sisters while he's cutting off what the other, like, <laughs> black, black, like, female author is saying. <laughs> it always cracks me up. Yeah. He... Man, it was, I mean, I just thought the characters were all really great in this book. Like, there wasn't anybody that didn't fit how the story needed to be told. Yes. Like, even her mom. Like, her mom was a terrible person. But, like... But she was she was vital to the story. Vital. And when um, she's now, like, helping uh, young girls, like, to compete in pageants. Mm-hmm. And it's like she's trying to, like fix her ways because she wasn't able to do that for her daughter yes that kind of thing um and just how snarky she was she's like oh two phone calls in one week what have i done (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, i just um i don't know i just found it was just an enjoyable book it was sweet it was cute again if you're into romance i think you would really like it um i think romances are really popular right now um and I can't decide how I feel about them yet. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. Because I I think I talked about, like, how I felt about Beach Read. Like, it just didn't live up to, like, that expectation. The hype. Yeah. But, like, I like to feel, like, I like to feel the intenseness of, like, the characters. Like, where you know, like, something's about to happen. Like, you can... Like, you can feel the tension between them, like, the tension building up. Like, when an author can write that, and you can feel it in your body as you're reading it, like, I'm like, okay, that's what makes it good. Like, when you can feel that instant chemistry and that instant, like, mm. Yeah, like, when, if, like, like, if you, 
saw these people in person, you would mm-hmm. sit there and think they're a couple. Like, you yeah. would be able to call that out. Yeah. Or, like, just seeing, like, when Shane's walking up to the stage and her looking, you would immediately know something's going on between those two. Like, that's mm-hmm. what you want to feel. Like, that. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, I just... I don't know if I felt it all the way. Um, but, yeah, I... I still really enjoyed the book. I felt it more in the present day. I had no feeling about it. Oh, when they were kids. In the past. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I understand how that also sets up their backstory and Mm -hmm. how it was very impressive how much they've overcome and worked really hard. Like, it's at one point um, Eva talks about or makes mention of, like, I have worked so hard so my daughter doesn't have to live what I lived. And then basically as a come up, like, and look at her now. Like she's <laughs> holding, you know, Snapchat ther- therapy session. <laughs> like, what have at I done? At the age of 12. At literally the age of 12. <laughs> like, what have I done? Her dad's a Pixar artist. Like, what, what have we done? And, like, she comes home. Because, like, what, there's a scene where, like, her babysitter texts her and she's like, um, Audrey just brought home, like, 20 people in this house. <laughs> and she comes in and she sees, like, an 18-year-old boy in the house. She's like, get out. Like, yeah. just her reaction. And her mom's like, and Audrey's just like, mom, like, I'm having therapy sessions with these people. She's like, there's no boys in this house. Like, she was just like, their relationship, I loved their relationship so much. And I say, like, she she's everything I hate about Gen Z, but more so in a way where probably because Eva's also a millennial and I did the math and we're not far off from her age. <laughs> like, we're right there with her. Like, you know, I was like, we would have gone to high school at the same time. <laughs> That's like watching 21 Jump Street and being like, huh, when they were in high school so long ago. Oh my God, I would have been there too. <laughs> yeah, because like, um, it's a 15-year difference. I think it was 2004 and 2019 yeah. Yeah. are the two years that we go back to. And it was, was just like, was yeah, like, school in 2004, so. Gen Z just, for me, sometimes lacks subtlety and, like, when... When her daughter was like, I was standing up for what was right. And she was just like, you need to learn to shut your mouth sometimes. <laughs> like, I'm glad you're passionate. But, like, sometimes you just yeah. like she is you can't be doing make, it. Yeah, like, like, you can't is, be sharing that Snapchat about yeah, like she your is friend's affair. To, like, you just ruined a family. You don't understand. Yeah, like, she is straight up trying to make the world a better place. She's helping her friends. But, yeah, also don't share the Snapchat about a mom <laughs> sleeping with a teacher at school. It's like there are times and place and, <laughs> and that was spreading that around isn't the time and, or the place. And now I got to find an English teacher to keep you in school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I really liked it. Um, I think I gave it three and a half stars. I gave it, I gave it three. Yeah. It was a solid three for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that was the, the part that just, the 2004 timeline of them I found that just not believable but it could have it could have been stronger I think like I know there are definitely kids who fall into that and like I don't think we're saying that part's not believable we're saying they're 
oh, yeah, the romance, yeah. their, their relationship romance. Yeah, is their not relationship. very yeah. believable. Like I found them where I'm like, they shouldn't be together. <laughs> yeah, and it, there like was that kinship where he like kind of mean made the comments of. Like, you don't need to be perfect to be loved. Mm-hmm. Like, you deserve it and stuff like that. So that that was a nice setup, but I felt like there could have yeah. been fleshed out more. Yeah, I think I think I would have liked it, like, if the book would have started out in 2004 and we immediately, like, met them in 2004 and then maybe jumped to 2015 or 2019. Maybe. I don't know. There's just something that needed to be tweaked. But, I mean, if she came out with a sort of sequel, if it was, like, Eva's Louisiana book, mm. I would read I would read that, because yeah. that probably would be really good. But I also think, I'm like, I think this would make a fantastic movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm hoping Reese is on that. <laughs> yeah, now I'm going to wonder who, I'm going to think about who needs to be casted. <laughs> right? <laughs> Each of yeah, no, I think you could have some really great characters <laughs> in this. So, yeah, I'm hoping. I mean, I'm sure Reese is on it. She knows what she, what is going to make a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Anything else about our first Reese's book club book? No, I think I think it was done well. Our next one is the Whisper Network. Yeah, I'm really excited about that one. By, where is it? I got it. Chandler Baker. And Seven Days in June is by Tia Williams. Mm-hmm. Realize we did not say that. We but. did not. Yeah, I'm excited for Whisper Network. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Are we all good? I think so. All right. Um, Instagram is reading with celebs. Twitter is reading W celebs. Please go give us a like, follow, subscribe, all of those fun things, and we will see you next week. Happy reading. Bye, guys. Bye.